Hello, welcome to this week's Decepticast. I'm your host, Scott, and today we have a deluxe show for you in that we are talking about deluxes. I'm going to introduce a new segment, what I like to call Movie Wrap-Up, of course, wrapping up the movie toy line that has been thrilling us for the past year. And then it's on to Robot Review, where I will be reviewing new animated deluxes that I picked up at BotCon. So sit back, relax, and prepare for this week's Decepticast. Alright now, before I start moving on to the new animated toys, I thought it would be appropriate to do a wrap-up of the awesome movie toy line. It was such a great ride, an exciting release full of some cool figures. I'm going to cover the best molds, the best repaints of each of the three size classes, and this week, of course, we're going to start with Deluxes. To keep things simple, I'm not going to include Japanese exclusives like the Wonderfest RC, and I'm not going to include the repaints of older Cybertron toys like Big Daddy and Jolt. Now, come with me as I take a look back at the best and the worst of this historical toy line for the past year in my movie wrap-up segment. Now, of course, we're starting with Deluxes this week. This size toy was named the Best Boy Toy by some committee or magazine. I don't remember. They told us at BotCon. And it's clear Hasbro took that and ran with it for a total of 40 releases. They ranged from the extensive, like Final Battle Jazz, to the barely different, if at all different, like Screen Battles Barricade. But either way, we ended up with a lot of great figures. Out of the 18 molds, I narrowed it down to my top three, with three honorable mentions. The best deluxe in the entire line, my top choice, it may surprise you, is Wreckage. Yes, I believe Wreckage is the best deluxe mold. His troop transport mode is a little bland, but it is very detailed, and I like the white and gray snow camo scheme. Wreckage's transformation is fun and gave us one of the earliest looks earliest looks at what movie figures could do. It's somewhat unique and has an automorph that actually works, which was kind of hit and miss during the whole movie line. Wreckage really shines in robot mode, combining new and old aesthetics of Transformers. He has almost no kibble and is extremely poseable, including foot posability for better balance. Wreckage gets a lot of red coloring in robot mode, and it really helps the color scheme, especially the translucent red of his weapons. Speaking of weapons, Wreckage is armed with a large gun in his chest and two flip-out swords. I really love his blades. Swords are just cool, and he's the only movie toy to have them other than Premium Prime. No, I'm not going to count Jazz's rifle sword and Bumblebee's switchblade. To me, the blades just give the figure more character. Add to that his great posability, and you have, in my opinion, the best deluxe mold, coincidentally one of the earliest. He's often overlooked. He hasn't even been repainted, but after the entire year, I still think he's the best deluxe mold released. Coming in second is the Concept Camaro Bumblebee. The movie designs are incredibly intricate, yet this figure does an amazing job of accuracy. The vehicle mode is very nice, very accurate for its smaller size. Transformation is fine. It actually mirrors the first one Bumblebee did in the movie. The o- <clears throat> the only snag with changing is sometimes the sides of the car stick and the automorph feature then doesn't work. Robot mode is great, surprisingly accurate given the complexity of the design. Bumble- Bumblebee is very poseable too, only a smidge less so than wreckage. The details on this figure are impressive. Hasbro tried to get everything from the movie in. Basically, if the car parts didn't form something from the film, it was molded in. Bumblebee comes with his blaster, which can snap into either hand. It's a little too large, but it has the switchblade inside, which is why. I guess it's an alright feature, even though it was not in the movie. 
The only negative is the kibble on his arms, which interfere with you know his otherwise good range of movement. Bumblebee's great design in both mo- modes, with intense detail and good posability, make him an excellent deluxe. And I'm not even counting his movie popularity. Hasbro certainly took note as this mold counts for almost a third of the repaints. Man, I'm going to get tired of saying the word mold over and over again in this show, but, you know, what am I going to do? Coming in third is my favorite Decepticon, Barricade. His vehicle mode is so cool, sleek, and dangerous. And that's another thing. I'm going to keep getting mold and mode mixed up. (laughs) He got all the details from the movie that I love. The evil police car theme is just really great. Transformation is very simple, simple, no problems here. There's no automorph, but that's fine with me. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Robot mode, like Bumblebee, is very accurate to the movie design. Barricade is much simpler looking than Bumblebee, but it's still a good effort to get the screen to the toy. He's well posable, ball joints for shoulders, hips, and feet, and hinges for elbows and knees. A great feature that's not even in the instructions is that the top tires on the arms can swivel on a ball joint to get an even better movie look. Awesome detail. The only problem with Barricade's movements are his always sort of bent knees, oh, and his action punching feature. The knees look weird and affect balance somewhat, and the feature sometimes misfires. Still, despite those two things, Barricade is an awesome design in both modes. Not to mention, he actually comes with Frenzy, popping from his chest just like in the movie. It's a great little figure on its own. Sure, it's not terribly posable, but it is very detailed for something that's basically an add-on. So you get two figures for the price of one. Barricade is an awesome toy, and certainly a great part of the movie line. So Wreckage, Bumblebee, and Barricade cover my top three deluxe molds. And now that we've covered the top three, it's time for some honorable mentions. Longarm deserves one. I really love his robot mode's styling. Transformation is a little annoying with his arms and gun, but his robot mode is really cool. It's got a great design with the metal details on his chest and his traditional bulkiness. The thing that really keeps him from being a top contender is that gun is its stuck to his hand. It's screwed in. It's a shame, but it's so annoying that it does bring the figure down. Still, Longarm holds a place in my heart, heart, so I believe he deserves an honorable mention. Another honorable mention goes to Dropkick. Aside from his great emo bio, he gets credit for being an awesome surprise. Initially, pictures in his appearance at BotCon 07 did not impress me. I was not holding my expectations too high, but getting my hands on him made me love him. He's incredibly detailed and very poseable considering his unusual leg design. Add to that his cool transformation, taking something very compact and making it larger, and we get a great toy. And I want to give an honorable mention to Jazz. Sure, he's not the best figure, but I love the movie design and character. His arms are pretty weak, and the doors on his legs do affect posability, sure. But I think it's a top-notch effort, and he's one of my favorite movie Autobots. So this cool figure is tops in my book. And now, for the worst deluxe. And I don't know if everyone out there agrees with me, but I think the worst deluxe is far and clear away choice of Dreadwing. Dreadwing. Oh, I can't even say his name. While his jet mode is alright, his arms are way too long. It's like gorilla size, and they're made worse by super long missiles, and he doesn't even have any hands. He has turbine hands. But the worst part of this mold is his horrible leg design. They can't move properly at all, bending the wrong way and unable to pose. Yep, Dreadwing is definitely the worst deluxe mold. 
functioning legs is definitely a must in my toys. At least ones that function better than this. But now that we've covered the molds, we cover the repaints of those molds. There were 22 repaints total in the movie line. Again, I've narrowed it down to sort of my top three with one honorable mention. For the first place, it's a tie between two jazz repaints, G1 and Premium. I couldn't decide. I really couldn't. The Target exclusive G1 repaint takes the classic, ske classic scheme we know and love and puts it on a great movie design. Vehicle mode looks great, full of classic details. We get the blue and red stripe down the middle and the racing number four, just like the original. I really like the little jazz logo. Robot mode looks very striking. We get a great balance of white and black with a dash of silver. The head looks especially great, shiny black and silver with a blue visor. It's such a visually interesting figure, a near-perfect nod to G1 and a well-thought-out color scheme. On the other hand, Premium Jazz is a breathtaking redeco. Vehicle mode isn't so different, but robot mode is amazing. When I first saw this thing, I was blown away. The metallic silver looks perfect, and almost every single part of the mold is painted now. The first release, you know, even though I gave him an honorable mention, was a little bland, I'll admit, but not now. Especially from the waist down, it's a perfect coloring. For, you know, he's got tan and silver. They litter the tubes and circuits of his legs and waist. So it's a toss-up for me. The amazing detail and accuracy of the premium or the slickness and history of the G1. Well, I can't choose, so both are my favorite. Coming in second is Premium Barricade. Every single one of the Premium releases has set a new standard for Redecos, and Barricade is no exception. On vehicle mode, anything from the movie that might have been missing from the already cool first release is here now. It looks even better. A nice highlight for me is the police wording on the side of his car is now reflective, and now his back window is painted instead of just being plain black. Frosted windows work well, too. Robot mode gets a little bit of the shiny treatment on his navy blue details, but the biggest update is the face. It's much more detailed now, with silver added to the black and tan to make a better look. Frenzy isn't changed, though. Still, the updates made to both modes make one of my favorite deluxes even better with a snazzy new look. So, he's definitely tops on my list. Third place of my favorite repaints in the, in the deluxe line sorry, belongs to Salvage. First off, he has a spark plug and sun detail, which is a great nod to both, of course, G1 and the TV show Sanford and Son. I never watched it, but it's still cool that they threw it in. <laughs> I also really love the dark maroon. It's not a very detailed scheme, yet it does have a lot more realism, as opposed to the huge Decepticon symbol that Dropkick wore. We get more maroon in robot mode, but that's offset with a large amount of rusty brown. It gives Sa Salvage a lot of character, which is great given he's a tail end release. He looks like a beat up old parts collector. Salvage has a tiny bit of Allspark blue, but just a tad, enough to keep with the theme, but not enough to induce vomiting. I, I think all my listeners know how I feel about that blue. Add to that a touch of silver, and it's a great looking robot mode. And with my personal love of the dropkick mold, Salvage belongs up there with the premiums. Now I'm got, I've got two honorable mentions. I said one honorable mentions, but I've actually got two. First honorable mention goes to Stealth Bumblebee. It's a great repaint, but then again, we all know my love for black repaints. This flipped scheme looks so cool in vehicle mode, where the stripes are yellow and the rest of the car is black. And his new head sculpt is painted extremely well, and it's very detailed. It's such a great new head sculpt. However, the thing that keeps this guy from the tops is that in his robot mode, 
there's way too much yellow for someone who's supposed to be stealthy. Most most of his legs and the bottoms of his car top on the bottom of his arms, they're all still yellow. And it doesn't blend well, which is the biggest problem. It's like they didn't bother to finish the robot mode. But he's still a sleek back black repaint, so he gets an honorable mention. Next on, next runner-up is Jungle Bone Crusher. Yes, the paint scheme is only so-so. You're probably wondering, why does this guy get a mention? Well, he gave us more Bone Crusher. We need more Bone Crusher. More Bone Crusher is always a good thing. So, I was very happy to get another release of the figure. For the worst repaint, I'm tempted to say Screen Battles Barricade, which is barely different from the first release. It might not be at all. I don't own it. But I'm going to have to go with All Spark Power Barricade, the Target exclusive. They took a great mold and splattered it with that eye-scarring blue. Seriously, he's drenched in it. It doesn't fit the mold at all, and he doesn't seem to have any rhyme or reason. Like, even, you know, Bumblebee has a little bit, you know, doesn't look great, but it's just a tiny bit. Brawl, just a tiny bit. Not, first of all, none of these four look different in vehicle mode at all. But that's besides the point. Jazz, they actually did something cool with it. It's kind of littered through his, like, veins, as it were. You know, and Brawl and Bumblebee don't have enough but to, to cause any adverse reaction. But Barricade, it's like they just threw a bucket of it. He's worse than any of the three other exclusives. So, All Spark Power Barricade, you're the worst repaint of the entire year. Now that I've run the gambit of movie deluxes, it's time to look for the future and end this week's movie wrap-up. I'm going to cover all of the deluxes for animated Wave 1 and 2, except for Cybertron Prime. Before I start, though, let me say that the engineering on these figures is a sight to see. Hasbro has really outdone themselves with these guys. So, let's get on with this week's robot review and take a look at all the deluxes. You got the touch! You got the power! Well, that was Stan Bush, which means it's time for this week's Robot Review. Now, the wait for the animated figures coming at the end of June is excruciating, I know. But trust me, as someone who was able to get these at BotCon, they're worth the wait. Let's start with the animated deluxes with Prowl. Vehicle mode is a black and gold police motorcycle. It's a good design and stands on its own from all the previous cycle formers. The tie-in to the police theme is actually pretty loose, but that's a small quip. Transformation is simple going to robot mode, however, going to vehicle mode, it's actually kind of hard to remember which way the hips face. I have to check my directions constantly to get it right. However, where this figure truly shows how amazing it is, and all of animated actually, is in robot mode. He looks just like the TV model, and has zero kibble on him, unless you count the cycle halves on his back, which I don't because they serve a purpose. They're his jetpacks in the TV show. Prowl is incredibly poseable, with very strong joints. There's very few poses he can't do. And if that wasn't enough, he comes with his own two ninja stars that can actually be stored in both modes, which is great considering that it's such a thin robot in vehicle mode. Seriously. Prowl reeks coolness. He's a ninja transformer, one of the most poseable bots I've ever seen, and he comes with great accessories. Add to that his show accuracy, and you get a definite must-buy. Oh, and he comes with a stoplight, too. I don't really know why. It doesn't add to or detract from the figure, but I guess it's cool. Stoplight is better than no stoplight, I suppose. <laughs> Seriously, 
All kidding aside, Prowl is great. I definitely recommend him. But let's move on to the first Decepticon of animated, Lockdown. The trend of great animated toys continues with him. His muscle car mode is great, and it's very dangerous and cool looking. It's black with green highlights. I particularly enjoy his red windows to match his red eyes in robot mode. The car is covered in spikes too, which not only give it a more dangerous air, but also mirror his robot mode. His EMP generator can be activated in vehicle mode, just like in the show, which is a cool addition. Transformation is fun, but be careful popping his legs off when going to robot. They pop right back on, but it's still kind of annoying. Going back to car, it's tricky to get his arms in the right position, but a little practice takes care of that. Robot mode is very impressive, especially in size. He's as tall as a Voyager. Lockdown is a great example of the engineering of animated. They got so much out of the deluxe size and made it very accurate to boot. He is very show accurate, as I just said, although his colors, his colors are a tad off, but that's because of the practicality of making an actual toy. In the show, he had some brown and rust color. He was kind of mismatched, but you can't do that in the toy because then the car would look that way. Lockdown looks very powerful, and he's actually fairly poseable. He doesn't have as much movement as Prowl, but it's still good. His legs are a little stiff due to his hinged knees, but his arms are great. A feature I love is that he can either have two hands or one hand and a hook. I prefer the hook. It looks much cooler, and he had it in the show. There's a factory defect that affects the figure's figure. Neither of his hands can deploy fully. That's about the biggest negative of this figure. But that will be fixed on future releases, according to Hasbro. I like Lockdown's face, with the bright silver and black tribal patterns. The EMP generator from his engine can fit on his arm, just like in the show, but the coolest thing is that the EMP actually fits on ratchets, too. Mine has trouble staying in on ratchet, but it's great that Hasbro thought to include it. Lockdown is an awesome figure, and my favorite, current, animated Decepticon. Let's wait until Blitzwing comes out. Next, we'll cover Ratchet. I love Ratchet's vehicle mode. It's very clean and compact. He's an ambulance decked out in red and white, but with a lot of cool movie-influenced details. Most obvious is the symbol on the side, and but there's also the winch on the front bumper. This is actually a really fun vehicle mode. Transformation is unique and interesting. I actually very much enjoy transforming him back and forth. Robot mode is very cool, although semi-show accurate. He's taller than he, than he seems on the show, and the panels on his shoulders are long and they're not square. But all of that is okay, because it's the logistics of making him a toy. They require some sacrifices. He has magnets, which is great that which is a great detail, and they flip up when you move his arms, like, upwards. Like, you bend the arms at the elbow, and the magnets flip up. It's a great, that's, it's, well, the coolest thing about this, sorry, I'm getting a little tongue-tied. Coolest thing about this is it's a feature from the show, but it doesn't affect posability. It, it, you have to try it. They don't, the magnets themselves don't look like on the show, but again, I think it was a practicality sacrifice, because they flip up and don't pop out. Um, how Ratchet is completely posable despite the lack of ball joints. In fact, that's really the lack of ball joints and his extra bulk that prevent him from being as cool as Prowl. Ratchet is detailed too, as he even has all of his TV show face damage, like the little divots in his chin and uh, half of his crest being broke off. And if all that wasn't enough, as if these animated figures needed to get any cooler, Ratchet comes with four tools, a screwdriver, a hammer, a wrench, and a can opener. This is a really nice feature. They can even be stored in his backpack. Uh, 
The only bad part of this extra accessory is that they can't be stored in vehicle mode. But considering that Ratchet would be awesome without them, they're really just extra coolness. Ratchet is an amazing toy and just another great example of what Animated is capable of. So definitely these first three total recommendations. Black Arachnia now. Black Arachnia is a spider in beast mode, duh, as we all know. One that looks great in the animated style. The purple and black scheme looks very nice. And she was the first figure that I truly saw what Hasbro meant when they said matte paint. It really gives all the figures nice texture, but Black Arachnia is especially. Spider mode is fairly poseable. Each leg has its own range of movement. But unfortunately, no leg is very poseable on its own. In fact, the first six legs are very close, but then the back two just stick out and you can't bring them in. That's a little distracting, distracting, but more so are her robot mode hands clearly visible in beast mode. That for me is the biggest negative of this mold. Still, it looks cool and it even comes with a little claw that can grip and extend on a string. This is an awesome accessory and a pretty strong one, strong claw. The string and claw actually work very well so she can hang very easily. Transformation is okay, nothing special, uh, especially arranging the legs. Robot mode looks very nice, very dangerous and feminine. Posability is so-so. Each limb can move well, but is hampered by a certain issue. For the arms, it's her palms facing straight up. I find that very distracting. For her legs, it's the bend in them that looks good for style, but makes balance hard. The design is very nice, though. Very show accurate, considering how little, what little amount of mass they had to work with. Her claw attached to her back here, which is cool that it has multiple uses. So, good design in both modes, molds, modes, sorry, I told you I'd get that word mixed, the words mixed up. Uh, so, anyway, good design in both modes, show accuracy, and a nice feature score Black Arachnia points, but the slight problems with the mold prevent her from being as good as the first three figures discussed. I recommend Black Arachnia a lot, but it's not as much as Prowl, Ratchet, or Lockdown. I definitely get those three first. Uh, now we're on to the last one, Bumblebee. He's a small yellow car, of course. Similar to Classics Bumblebee, very similar vehicle design, but he's got the movie Bumblebee racing stripe. It's a great vehicle, a good mix of old and new. He even has the little light on top, the little siren, though it does look a little squished. And he comes with his rocket boosters, which you can fit on the back of the vehicle mode. Transformation is good, great engineering, although going back to cars is a little tough to fit things together, nothing too bad. It does lose a little points because you actually need to attach the boosters in order to get the sides of the car up, which is kind of annoying because you might not want Bumblebee to have them for whatever reason. Robot mode looks very cool, just like its show counterpart, but it does suffer from kibble. The car doors and the arms are distracting, but don't affect movement, thankfully. The worst is the tops of the car on the back of his legs. They do create heels for his feet, but they do hit his legs, too. So he's, other, But other than that, he is pretty poseable. He has flip-out stingers, one for each hand, like on the show. However, they are two halves and come together to form one. It's very odd, and I wish they would have done it with two separate stingers, just like he has on the show, since, you know, I know what they were probably going for, having them combine into one, but I would have preferred two separate ones. Other than that, not much to say about Bumblebee. Good design and engineering, but otherwise a pretty standard toy. Yet the transformation issues, kibble and the stinger, stinger issue, make him the weakest of the animated deluxes. He's still a good toy though, but I'd recommend the first four first. And the only deluxe not reviewed today, from both Wave 1 and 2, of course, is Cybertronian Prime. 
Uh, however, I do own DVD 2-Pack Prime, and it's my understanding that they are very similar. So I figured since uh, I was getting that to get a Prime and a Megatron, and he has the uh, DVD Megatron has the best-looking axe. Mega, sorry, DVD Optimus has the best-looking axe. And I like the Earth Mode plus the mask. I figured he was the better purchase. But I'll discuss him next week when I cover the Voyagers. I'll cover Bulkhead, Starscream, and that two-pack next week. So, Animated has begun with a bang, with some of the best deluxes and the most amazing figures I've ever seen. I'm already completely won over to these new toys, and I can't wait to get my hands on upcoming releases. Jazz, Soundwave, Snarl, and whatever comes after. I'm incredibly excited about these new deluxes, these new deluxe direction. Deluxe direction, that's a tongue twister. I hope you enjoyed my review of the first couple of Animated Deluxe releases. Like I said, these are some truly great figures, and you will not be disappointed when you pick these up for yourselves. And that's it for this week's Robot Review. And, well, that'll do it for this week's Decepticast, ending with a little Weird Al there to commemorate his first appearance on Transformers Animated this weekend. Did I tell you Did I tell you guys he was going to be great or what? That episode is awesome. I love it. Tune in next week as I cover another segment of Movie Wrap-Up, covering the movie Voyagers and Leaders, and then another robot review covering the animated Voyagers. And don't forget, I wish this to be an interactive podcast, so feel free to enter to uh, email me comments, suggestions, segment ideas. If you have want to work on segments yourselves or anything you want to talk about, want to see reviewed on the show, email me at decepticast at gmail dot com or stop by the blog decepticast.blogspot.com. I would love to hear from you guys. Also, please help spread the word on iTunes. Give us a favorable review and help everyone else see. The podcast, maybe spread the word on some message boards and stuff. For more Transformers information, don't forget to stop stop by www.cybertron.com. That's Cybertron with an S-E-I. And until next week, I'll see ya.